Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. I like to be in America. Okay, by me in America. Everything free in America. For a small fee in America. Underway, underway. The invasion of our country continues from south of the border, from Mexico into Texas, and then immediately uh, Catholic Charities, which is a syndicate, which is a racket that has gotten money from the federal taxpayers, put them on buses, they pound the hound, and they continue to come to Nueva York, the port authority of the city of New York. Now, why do they continue to come to New York City? Well, remember in the words of Eric Adams, swagger man who never seems to have a plan, but flies by the seat of his $5,000 customized suit pants. Remember back in August when he basically said, hey, I'm your Pompachulo. Who's your daddy? Come to New York City because we're going to give you things that even citizens don't even have. Let's have immediate translation services to assist that people can have access to the services that are already available. We have to expand uh, NYC care to make sure everyone has health care. We need to make sure we have proper translation services in our schools so that we can start building out the future as well. We are going to fulfill our moral and legal obligation to house everyone that enters uh, New York City. Um, that is what we have done, and that is what we will continue to do. To the tune of $4 billion. And guess what? Not a nickel, dime, or a penny is contributed by Chucky Cheese Schumer, the schmuck to putz. Nothing by Hakeem Jeffries, soon one day to be Speaker of the House of Representatives. Two boys from Brooklyn who've known Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan for years, and they're telling him, that's it, there's no more money. And you would think, okay, you're going to go to uh, Joe Biden since, hey, Eric Adams, you call yourself the Biden of Brooklyn. No luck. Instead, what Eric Adams decided to do the other day, instead of closing the inn, remember he said the inn is closed, no more illegals. He just opened up a 24-7 asylum seekers operational center. 
so that we can process and give swag bags and benefits to illegals flooding into the city 24-7-365. And he created more bureaucracy, a special office dedicated to this effort. So one minute he says, enough, no mas, no mas, no more illegal aliens. And then he creates an office of asylum seekers that's open 24-7-365 that give them the benefits that average everyday Americans are not entitled to. We're talking about veterans who might be homeless. We're talking about Americans birthed here who might be in shelters. No, no, no. They don't get any of these benefits. And as SNAP benefits are being cut across the country after the post-pandemic and lockdown of March of 2020, all of a sudden, a lot of people who are depending on that $95 a month to subsidize what it is that they were buying for food because of the roaring inflation, are scratching their heads and scratching their bellies and saying, wait a second, illegal aliens are getting all this food, much of which they're throwing away because they're saying, well, it's not culturally satisfying to our culinary needs. And we, the Americans born and raised here, have our SNAP benefits cut. And now we're struggling to survive. Well, anyway, the mayor who constantly is known as the person who likes to uh, pivot and shift, or what I call flip-flop, decided yesterday to take on the vice president of the United States, Giggles, <laughs> Harris, who, as you know, is named the Tsarina in charge of dealing with border security. And instead of uh, taking on President Joe Biden, he refused to attack President Joe Biden. Hey, Sid Rosenberg needs to know that his ebony and ivory friend, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, is blaming uh, the uh, congressional majority of Republicans in the House and Speaker McCarthy. That's who he's blaming for this. McCarthy just, just got in charge by the barest of minimum three House members and one who precariously is like hanging on a piano wire uh, brought to us by Nassau County GOP and uh, our own Congressman Peter King, George Santos. Anyway, so he's blaming McCarthy. He's blaming the Republicans. But for the very first time, shots across the bow of Vice President Giggles Harris. He said there's too much on her plate. There needs to be an individual who is dedicated to the decompression strategy for the federal government. I have no idea what the hell that means. Basically, what he's saying is he wants a czar, a real czar. Notice how they throw this word czar out, czarina around. As you notice in the beginning of this uh, uh, one-hour show from 12 to 1, I talked about how he's looking for a rat czar. Every time there's a precarious problem in which the elected officials are flip-flopping or they want to put together a blue-ribbon panel and commission to study it, which means nothing's going to get done. When when push comes to shove, they want a a czar, a czar. A czar is that tyrannical dictator out of the old Russian czar days. Makes no sense at all. And what about Mayorkas, who's the head of the Department of Homeland Security? So here it is. He's huffing and he's puffing. And uh, Mayor Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, is saying it's been frustrating to not have a point person on topic that's senior enough to make adjustments in response to the crisis on the ground. The main contact has been the Department of Homeland Security, and that's not enough. Well, guess what? 
You got another problem, Eric uh, Adams, swagger man with no plan. You started shipping some of the illegals here upstate to Plattsburgh and then told them, make your way to Quebec and Montreal, and they have by the thousands. And so now there's reverse osmosis. You have Mexicans who are flying to Montreal, and then they're coming back through the border from uh, Quebec into Vermont and then down to New York City. And as a result of that, Trudeau Jr., the uh, premier in uh, Ontario, in Ottawa, has demanded that there be a summit with Joe Biden about all the illegal aliens who are flying in from Mexico, where they're covered by the North American Free Trade Association. Remember, you trade products, but you also trade people. And then they're walking through snow and ice and sleet and crossing into the border. And when they're asked by American Limigre, Immigration and Naturalization Service, where are you going? They're saying Nueva York. And you know who's putting them on the buses and shipping them to New York City, courtesy of Catholic Charities and our federal tax dollars. What a ripoff. What a syndicate. What a racket. And here it is. Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, is pointing north, he's pointing south, but he has absolutely no answer to this growing illegal alien problem in which he has enticed them. He has created an environment which has so many more benefits, so many more swag bags, so many more Obama flip phones, so many more advantages than going to Chicago or going to Denver or going to Philadelphia, or going to Washington, D.C., when given the choice, the illegal aliens, it's almost like Wheel of Fortune. They spin the Wheel of Fortune, and they say, you don't have to spin the Wheel of Fortune. We know where we're going. We're going to New York, because there the mayor is our papichulo. Uh, he's our daddy. He's going to take care of us lock, stock, and bow to the tune of $4 billion. But while all of that's taking place, the invasion uh, by illegal aliens through Mexico and now circumventing Mexico, flying into Canada, and then coming down south across the border from Quebec into uh, New York and eventually New York City, the war drums are being banged. Oh, yeah, I mean, let's face it. We wanted to go to war against Red China, remember, because of balloons. Some people said, hey, let's assist the Ukrainians and smash Putin for all time. There's a call out there that we have to uh, assist in the destruction of Iran, North Korea, because of the menace that they pose to the rest of the free society. And now we've added to the Quinella. The axis of evil now has in its eyesight Mexico and the warmongers are banging their war drums. In fact, why don't you listen to uh, Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana as he is preparing us for an invasion of Mexico. I noticed today, Lou, that Diego, who is the border operator, his country of origin is Mexico. He's not here today. Has he already gone down to Mexico to join the military to fend off the American invasion and potential assault, first in Veracruz and then across the border into Tijuana, then into Juarez, and then into Nuevo Laredo? A couple of things I think are undeniable. Number one, uh, Americans are being killed on both sides of the border, and uh, Americans are being being addicted, certainly on our side of the border, killed too. Uh, okay, so now Americans are being killed on both sides of the border. Uh, Senator Senator Kennedy, are you aware that there are 1.6 million expats? 
who have settled into Mexico, into their compounds, because there they can live off of a Social Security check. They can't do it in the United States any longer. I don't see any of them fleeing north of the border, coming back into the United States because they fear for their lives. That's number one. Let's listen to warmonger Senator John Kennedy again as he's beating the drums of war. He's not alone. It's a bipartisan effort because, remember, the greatest way to distract the American public is to declare that there is an enemy who needs to be destroyed. I don't mean any disrespect, but both President Biden and President Lopez Obrador, when it comes to the border and the drug cartels, have been sheep in sheep's clothing. And this has gone on long enough. Uh, if you have the will, we, we in America have the ability to help President AMLO, as some call him, eradicate these drug cartels. To help uh, the president of Mexico eradicate these drug cartels, his response has been, if Senator Kennedy or anyone else has been paying attention, is he wants to legalize all drugs. I mean, that's the next step. He's overwhelmed by the cartels. So now we're going to assist the president of Mexico to eradicate the cartels, which means we'll probably have to go after all their generalissimos who are on the payroll and take over the country and declare it to be the 51st state. They're absolutely out of their minds. You know, they they said they wanted to do this in the 60s and 70s. I'll never forget President Nixon as he launched the endless war on drugs, focused on Mexico. He said, oh, 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 they're growing all this marijuana, Acapulco, gold, Michoacan. Let's spread toxins over the fields. Let's poison the marijuana crops. And they dropped endless tons of insecticides and all kinds of toxic poisons on the marijuana crop. And how did that work out, huh? You remember watching the Cheech and Chong movies in the 60s and early 70s, right? We're going to bring you back in the time machine. How did that work out, you warmongers who want to invade Mexico and go after the narco-terrorists? Talking about this is the Riffin' Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. South of the border, down Mexico way. That's where I fell in love when stars above. What is this? Uh, Sundays with Sinatra, hosted by Jersey Joe Piscopo, sponsored by Ramsey Mazda. Great program, Sunday, 6 to 8. I had to nudge uh, Joe Piscopo into playing this song because obvious uh, that America wants to go to war against Mexico, not average Americans. Uh, high schoolers, college-age students, they're ready to go for their spring break no matter what the advisories are. Many Americans driving through Mexico to their points of destination. 1.6 million Americans who live there as expats because they can live there on Social Security. But fear, fright, hysteria, and hype is raining because our senators are licking their chops. They need somebody to go to war against. I mean, we couldn't go to war against Red China for the balloons. Okay. Uh, Putin, uh, let Zelensky do it. Let's see, uh, Kim Jong mentally ill, uh, no, 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 North Korea, Iran, oh yeah, yeah, okay, they're always there. But now we got a fifth wheel. 
of the axis of evil, Mexico, although we call them the narco-terrorists, equivalent to ISIS. Listen to this panoply. First, let's go to the Simpsons because it was a day in which when spring break came, the reward was south of the border, Tijuana, Ensenada, Acapulco, etc. Well, I'm going to make it all up to you. I'm going to show you kids the time of your life. Get ready for two weeks at the happiest place on earth. Tijuana! Remember, remember those days. I remember that uh, Macedonia Phil, TJ, Ensenada, Baja, Acapulco, West Coast, East Coast. Millions of America flooding there, but hold, hold your horses. If you're going there for medical treatment, as we were told, the four, now make it five, they've added a fifth uh, American from uh, South Carolina that went down and met him also on the Mexican border for a tummy tuck. And by the way, uh, we're ready to go to war over that. The guy's wife didn't even know he was bringing his gumata from South Carolina for a tummy tuck. Okay, I mean, this is a complicated story, but wait a second. That didn't stop our crack news team led by flipping to bang the drums of war. After four Americans were kidnapped last week and two were killed, Two are back in the U.S., this in Mexico. Now, experts are weighing in on traveling south of the border for medical treatment, as the group from South Carolina were in Mexico for just that reason. Yeah, yeah, you keep believing that a tummy tuck is a medical treatment. Get out of here. Come on. That's all cosmetic. And by the way, there's now a fifth person was with him. Notice, we're ready to go to war. We don't even know how many people were down there. And then Mark Levin last night. Oh, he conflated Mexico and the narco-terrorists with Iran, Iraq, uh, China, Russia, the whole nine yards. Because the Democrats are so invested in not investing in the United States military and the proper use, I repeat, the proper use of law enforcement, that they're not sure that we can successfully go after the cartels in Mexico, plus do what we're doing to prepare, at least somewhat, for China, right. Iran, right. support Ukraine. Right. And if we don't muscle up our military and muscle it up quickly, well, I fear what's going to happen to your children and grandchildren, quite frankly. Here we go. Ramping up the military-industrial complex, but Mark Levin was not alone. I'm surprised that James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, would say the following. When his board operator is Diego, whose country of origin is Mexico. If you're on a highway in Mexico, you are traveling on an unsafe road. No matter what highway you are, you are open to a threat. What the hell is he talking about? Tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of Americans every day are on highways crisscrossing Mexico. You're going to make a statement like that based on four... Now we find out there was a fifth American from South Carolina that got hijacked by the narco-terrorists while they were looking for a tummy tuck? In the meantime, notice Diego is not here today. Has he already fled to Mexico to join the Mexican army to fend off the American invasion? Because listen to warmonger Senator Lindsey Graham. Remember when he was part of the Three Amigos, John McCain, Joe Lieberman, when they were always advocating is the Three Amigos war in Libya, Syria, Iraq, Iran, and now it's Mexico. Mexico is a safe haven. It is a narco-terrorist state. Um, the safe event provides Mexican cartels the ability with impunity to deliver lethal doses of fentanyl into our nation. 
uh, that is the leading cause of death of Americans from 18 to 45. I would have raised my hand at that press conference. I would have said, Lindsey Graham, just north of you and George's Fort Benning. Aren't you aware that we brought over crack Mexican troops to train them in uh, being specialists to eliminate the uh, narco-terrorists? And guess what? They became the Zetas. And the Zetas became the armed enforcers for the narco-terrorists and then soon realized, what the hell do we need to support them for, protect them from other narco-terrorists and the Mexican military? We can become a narco-terrorist group ourselves. Yeah, we created the Zetas. But, of course... None of the reporters there before the warmonger, Lindsey Graham, would dare ask him that question. In fact, then he started comparing them to ISIS. I think John and I believe that if there were an ISIS or Al-Qaeda cell in Mexico that lobbed a rocket into Texas, we'd wipe them off the planet. They're doing that times thousands, and our response is inadequate. They're lobbing missiles into our country. No, no, they're sending illegal aliens into our country. Missiles. And then he mentions the words where you know it's a trigger for war. WMDs, weapons of mass destruction. Fentanyl is up to 10,000 times more lethal than the dose of morphine. Fentanyl is a weapon of mass destruction. 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 When have we heard that before, weapons of mass destruction? You always know when they use that term, they're gearing us up for war. To aid and abet the military uh, war machine, starting with Blackstone and all the companies that need war in order to... uh, sort of pump up their portfolios and pump up their profits. Weapons of mass destruction. Fentanyl is a weapon of mass destruction. Oh, slowly I turn step by step. At that time, his very dear friend was Darth Vader, who was busy giving waterboarding to uh, those uh, terrorists of Al-Qaeda who are there on Gitmo with delight. You remember Vice President Dick Cheney, who told us we had to invade Iraq because of what? Simply stated, there is no doubt that Saddam Hussein now has weapons of mass destruction. There is no doubt that he is amassing them to use them against our friends, against our allies, and against us. Listen, Simply stated, listen, there is no listen doubt. ladies and gentlemen, the correlation. The warmonger, Lindsey Graham, used to travel the globe with John McCain and Joe Lieberman, remember? How they were out there in Libya and they were embracing the terrorists, ISIS terrorists, uh, because they were fighting Muammar Gaddafi. How did that work out? Remember when they went to uh, Syria and they were embracing ISIS terrorists because they were fighting against Bashir Assad, the butcher of Damascus? How did that work out? Remember when they were advocating that we go to war against Saddam Hussein because of weapons of mass destruction? How did that work out? And remember this constant, incessant war drum beat against the Ayatollahs in Iran? And now all of a sudden, people are putting them into that Quinella axis of evil. Remember the Quinella axis of evil. Let me explain it. First, you have the Russians and Putin. Second, you have the red Chinese Emperor Xi for life. Third, you have the evil seed of Kim Jong mentally ill behind the kimchi curtain of North Korea. Fourth, you have the Ayatollahs with the Shmantas wrapped too tight around their head in Tehran. And now we have the uh, 
The imitators of Pablo Shorty Guzman, who is now incarcerated for life in Florence, uh, Supermax in Colorado, for heading up one of the many Mexican uh, drug cartels in Mexico. Uh, but the so-called narco-Mexican terrorists that we now want to go to war against. And here is Lindsey Graham making the argument to launch an all-out military strike on their laboratories. Drug cartels in Mexico have been terrorizing Americans for decades. We're going to unleash the fury and might of the United States against these cartels. We're going to destroy their business model and their lifestyle because our national security and the security of the United States as a whole depends on us taking decisive action. Bill, can you play just the beginning of that again? He says that the Mexican narco cartels have been uh, at this for decades. Could I just hear that part? Drug cartels in Mexico have been terrorizing Americans for decades. Okay. Decades. I remember. Remember down at the border? Remember the Cheech and Chong uh, movies? Remember how they were, in essence, making fun of our war on drugs? Remember the movie Up in Smoke? I think it was like 1970. Remember they had a reporter right at the border who was giving an update on America's war on drugs against Mexico and the Mexico narco-terrorists then. This is Toyota Kawasaki. You're at the Mexican-United States border where a huge task force of narcotic custom agents is preparing a surprise welcome for a vehicle which they say is constructed entirely of high-grade marijuana. Weapons of mass destruction, no doubt, back then. And then, of course, it was the border interrogation that got very intense as we were cracking down on all kinds of drugs that were coming across the border into the United States. How long have you guys been in Mexico? A week. I mean, they did that day. Which one is it, a week or a day? It's a weekday. You got any narcotics or marijuana in here? <coughs> uh, not anymore. What the? You guys better step out of that van. Yeah, so they had Cheech and Chong step out of their van. And then that same reporter, Kawasaki or whatever her name was, was asking the Joe Friday type at the border. It's 1970. What exactly was the DEA, Limigre Immigration Naturalization Service, the FBI, looking for? Exactly what are you looking for? Dope, drugs, weed, grass, toot, smack. Quackers, uppers, downers, all arounders, you name it, we want it. And how important is it to you to apprehend the suspects? Critical. The buying and selling of dope in this country may be the last vestige of free enterprise left. There's rumor, Sergeant, that the suspects might be armed and dangerous. Do you expect to see any violence here today? I certainly hope so. Sergeant, have you yourself smoked marijuana? Once. Sounds heavy. To the end. Haven't we seen this before? That was 50 years ago. 50 years ago, a war against narco-terrorists on the border in Mexico because of all the drugs that were coming through there. Did anyone ever wonder in 50 years, why are all these drugs coming in from Mexico? Some would like to say it's an attempt to destabilize our nation. Or maybe Americans just have an insatiable appetite for all these drugs. If you're a true believer in laissez-faire capitalism, right, supply and demand, 
We have a demand that we've created here in America. Our country has the most insatiable appetite for every conceivable illegal drug that has ever been created. Number one in the marketplace. Our number two trading partner in the world is Mexico, followed by Canada and then Red China. So, of course, we've created the demand. So how about looking internally and saying, why the hell are we going to go to war? Blow up half of Mexico, have to take it over because it'll be in shambles because of the insatiable appetite that Americans have as consumers of illegal drugs. Huh? How about looking internally and not always externally and wanting to go to war? Spectacular. Now, here's the Sid wrap up. Boy, it's Friday night and the mood is right. Now, let me get this straight, Macedonia Phil. Thank God it's Friday. Am I on the lineup? Uh, As I should be every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7.05 with Sid Rosenberg and all of his friends and sycophants, toadies, and lackeys. Right now, it seems in the preliminary lineup, I am expected to be here at 7.05 in the morning. But that can change because... Let's face it, uh, Sid Rosenberg, man, he is does not take constructive criticism well. And neither does his crew, especially Macedonia Phil. Just, just listen to this nonsense, the back and forth between Phil this morning and Sid, I, and me, Rosenberg. So if you put on Tucker Carlson... And you saw him talking about this January 6th. Or Hunter Biden. Or Hunter Biden. How, how long? Would, you're out. You're, you're out. Okay. Out. What about you, Macedonia, Phil? I'm not turning on the channel in the first place. I'm not. I'm you're not, not a big Tucker Carlson fan? Well, not even uh, him personally. It's the, the, I have enough politics eight hours a day when I work here. Right. Once, once how, I leave here, it's... It's eight hours a day? Actually, more than that. Probably like nine. Well, you, know. you get me for four hours. Who else? I don't do four hours of politics, thank God. That's why we get no, great ratings. No, yeah, I guess. But, yeah. Uh, after you use Kilmead, I, I sit in through Kilmead show. Yeah. It's mostly political. Right. And it's Curtis, uh, his is, I guess, half political, half stupid. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> half you. Right. And then, um, then I, I'm here for a little bit of Greg Kelly. So that's right. political. Well, Greg Kelly, all you got to do is, is read, uh, Donald Trump's truth social account. That's his show. Better say, what did Mastoni Phil say about me, Lou? I can't believe that. What did he say? Curtis. Uh, his, I guess, half political, half stupid. Stuff. You know something, just like Tucker Carlson texted, that he hated uh, Donald Trump passionately. Oh, yeah, yeah. Same time. They're, they're all actors, ladies and gentlemen, and actresses. I know some of you, you can't wait to watch uh, your evening news, your 24-hour news cycle, and you actually believe everything that drips from their lips. Here we have actual uh, evidence. Tucker Carlson said he hates Trump passionately. But now all of a sudden he's like number one supporter, right? Fair weather friend. Just like Macedonia Phil, huh? You think it's stupid, huh? Macedonia Phil, I'll fix your wagon. Then meantime, the other one who's constantly like a hemorrhoid to my ability to broadcast here is the news director, Noam Layden, who takes shots at me like this. No tomorrow. But apparently when I was listening this morning, oh, he couldn't be nicer. 
gnome laden. Curtis Lewa. Do you remember this? Curtis Lewa ran against Fernando Mateo for the Republican nomination to run for mayor. And um, if you've never seen it, surf on over to WABCRadio.com. You'll just need to search a little bit on our page. But you have to watch the debate between Curtis and Fernando Mateo. Even if you have zero interest in politics, it is one of the greatest hours that you'll ever spend. It was done right here, actually, at WABC Radio, the debate. Uh, Curtis just took him apart. I mean, and it was pathetic how bad it was. But what's even more interesting than that is Fernando Mateo has never conceded the race to Curtis. He never called him afterwards to say, hey, congratulations on winning, which, you know, I think is kind of lame. That's true. In fact, uh, Trump never conceded to Biden. Uh, Abrams in Georgia never conceded to Governor Kemp. And Fernando Mateo. Uh, at the time, a de Blasio Republican, now a Eric Adams Republican, never conceded to me, even though I crushed him. And by the way, Phil, you don't like politics, but that debate was not political. It was a combination of MMA, mixed martial arts, which you like, and UFC, right? Oh, yeah, it was great. And by the way, uh, interesting, I noticed that the uh, our uh, social networking um, cabal, I'll call them, sent out a newsletter, and this is, they sent it to uh, all of you out there who have uh, subscribed to our newsletter. Just go to WABCRadio.com to get all of that information. And it said, it's only been a few hours, and the top story, Why Did Teens Trash a Queen's Restaurant, has been performing very well. In fact, the open rate is close to 12%. This newsletter uh, newsletter may be the best one yet. No credit to me. I broke this story on Tuesday with the video from the College Point Asian restaurant where those thugs were running through the restaurant, busting it up and high-fiving themselves on the way down. And still the police have not made any arrests. But even our social networking crew, they give credit to Gnome Laden and Flippin'. And not to yours truly, Curtis Lee, who broke this story to begin with. Well, that's par for the course here at WABC. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.